Sometimes we just can't hear it for real. This this is uh, Monday. It's supposed to be <laughs> yeah, Margarita Monday. Monday. Doug, forget the margarita. Did you bring the road? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, you I have not. it. I do have it in the yeah. car. You got so you got your margarita mix. I don't know. Demi Lachey in the studio, as he say, he needs no introduction. I don't yeah, need no introduction. Right. I made it though. He got uh, made I, what? I'm surprised I made it in today. How? It was no traffic. It's spring break. You right. It was but spring break. I was waiting for you to be late. After, I, I had after some stuff my for Saturday. You. What? What Saturday? It was I'm Saturday. You got a Sunday today. How long are you gonna be here? Fifteen minutes. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm leaving the show in good hands. To, hey, I'm still trying to recover. You gonna get over there right now? You just see. You just, right now. You are just a baby. You're like 21. Yeah, yeah. he'll get. Like he gonna 24 get, years old. But it's good. Get it out your sister. No recovery. No recovery when you're 24. My it, Doug, like Doug and B, actually, you're right. There's no recovery when they're young, you're that young. No oh, man, he's not 24. Yeah, yeah, like, we've never been. Oh, he might be. Yeah, he is 24. Age out there. Man, get, it, it, why? They know because they already know. They oh, they know. know. They know. What's that song? They know. They know. They know. What's that? Who sings that? Yeah. I know you know. <laughs> Your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Was it, it was that? Drake. Drake. Play some Drake for this guy. Tenth grade Kwame. Hey, hey, there, hey, there's hey we got uh, a. There is wrong, something wrong with Drake. Drake still lyrics. He stole rapping for Tate lyrics. I mean, y'all, y'all on culture. Lyrics. That that new voice we ha- you hear it is uh, Wyatt. Wyatt, what's your last name? Because welcome to the show, first of all. Uh, thank you very much. It's uh, Richardson. Wyatt Richardson. Speaking of Richardsons, I was at uh, yeah. a Richardson yesterday. I think it was a or was a uh, another place Richardson affiliated. That is Dougie B's nephew or cousin. Which one, Doug? Nephew. Give us some information. You want me to figure this out? Oh, man. Hey, I thought you knew your research, man. <laughs> I don't do research. But I did see, actually, I did see uh, a clip on you. It was a pretty good job, a clip. Uh, but if you need some help, uh, Demery can help you with that stuff. All right. I mean, for real, I'm saying, he can throw we you some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, can, I can always use uh, You showing up can because all of us can. Don't even. <laughs> 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 no, it was it was one thing I saw, and you, you was going to talk about, what was it, Doug? Soccer, and they threw you the basketball. I said, oh, they should have yeah, yeah, soccer yeah, ball. Yeah, that was messed uh, up. That was yeah. Messed up. That, that's, uh, that's my teacher there. He, uh, he's in, he's, he's, he's not something really, else. He's in, like, a different, different world, you know? He was just throwing any kind of sports ball. Oh, yeah, it'll be a show about. Basketball about basketball, and he'll have me hold a baseball bat. Uh-huh. No doubt about it. Because, so he just because think- there's there's one small thing about baseball. Right. Oh uh, well. Still, carry what you're going to talk about. It's just yeah. pretty props are the props. Uh, yeah. I'll let Denver if you need some help. Um, so this show, this is what you want. What you want to do? I see you got an ASU stick on the back of your phone. That's yeah. please tell me that's not where you want to go. Yeah. Um, well, I, I would love to go Oh, there, you know what? ASU is a good school for journalism. Communications, yeah, journalism. Yeah, Walt, yeah. the Walter, Walter Cronkite, Cronkite, Cronkite School. Yep. In, uh, yep. Downtown, yeah. So I apologize to ASU fans, Doug. Uh, mostly Doug. <laughs> mostly <laughs> Doug. <laughs> mostly <laughs> Doug. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. That is the number if you want to call in. And we're in the process of building a bunch of sites and everything for the for the, for the the show. Different, mm. Not a different direction, just more directions. How's that? Broad. Broad directions. Broad um, All right, we got Demery, who needs no introduction, really. Duh. Yeah, and uh, Dougie that. B, and we got Wyatt Richardson. Wyatt. 
that's like an old country name. You from Arizona? You born and raised in? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying, not country, but uh, like a Western. Why? That's a good name. Yeah, it's a strong yeah. name. That's a strong name. It's nothing wrong with it. Kwame is just the best name you can ever have. But why it is, you know, it's, it's right I there. I don't know why it's up there, man. Yeah, it is up there. I'm saying <laughs> if you live in the southwest part of the country, it's good. I'm not. It's a strong name. Rural Friday show talking about Indiana, <clears throat> a bunch of ducks, and now he's talking about Wyatt and a country boy. And Wyatt is why is a strong name. That's I would name, name. I would name my hey, son Wyatt. I would not mess with a guy named Wyatt. Yeah, a lot uh, of people don't mess with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you come you on this show, you gonna get messed with. You got to hold it down. You know, hey, you know, as peeps are listening to the show, give out that phone number. I gave the number out. You're not listening to the show. 888-346-9144. That is the number if you want to call and mess with Wyatt. Give him a break a man a little bit. He he does. Uh, give. Uh-uh. I'm done talking about you. You talk about you before we get into this Jim Behan. I want to talk about yeah. Jim Behan and get really high school and everything. What's going on? Uh Yeah, I'm Which I'm high senior. school? Okay, Gilbert, you're a senior. Gilbert High School. Right. Go Tigers. Um. I, I wrestled okay. this past uh, winter, got top 10 in the state. and number 10. And Represent. What's that? You was number 10. Yeah, basically. <laughs> See, I'm joking. I got, I'm just, I'm, well, <laughs> nine and a half. Well, I didn't, I didn't place, but when I got knocked out of the tournament, uh-huh. it, it was based, there was about 10 guys left Right. There, so. Okay, shoot. Uh, I actually just got selected to the all-state team. And invited Congrats. to go to New Zealand to wrestle Ooh, that's to nice. represent Arizona and the United States, and yeah, I do the broadcasting. I do the sports for the high school every every Thursday. We go not live, but we record and then we put it on the TVs for some of the teachers to watch it. Some okay. of them don't turn it on, but you know that's their problem. Well, so. we'll make sure um, Man, they gotta give you some love. We'll yeah, we'll sure. yeah, yeah, make yeah. a notice to they, Gilbert High School. Yeah, Dimry, yeah. Dimry uh, make sure he get a clip of this so he can. Uh, yeah, put school. Gilbert on blast mm-hmm. right now, man. Yeah, play that. Should have went to um, Hamilton, but anyway, let's move on. <laughs> well, well, Hamilton's wrestling team ain't very good, you know. Ain't very good. That's where you could be the number one. <laughs> yeah, why you the number one spot? <laughs> yeah, you be the number one guy. Hey, I was the number one guy at Gilbert. Captain, Were you captain for two years? Can, yeah. The captain don't make you number one. I was captain. Oh, I was not oh. the best guy on my team. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> not my fault. That's your fault. <laughs> that's not me. I was like, I'm a good leader, but I don't. Ha- you don't have to be the best guy on the team, uh, which. We um oh my goodness. Look at this guy. You right there? Yeah, I'm hip. Anyway, let's move on. Oh, we off you with Dan Wyatt. Right. We're gonna talk about some Jim Behind. Jim Behind, mm-hmm. well the the school, Syracuse. Head coach of the University of Syracuse, or Syracuse University, I should say. I'm sorry. They just got hit with a sanction of they losing twelve scholarships over the next four years. Uh and some more stuff, some more things. Yeah. Um but my problem with this situation is is when after games, when you're supposed to talk and hold press conference, here's my whole thing with it. When the players have to talk and they don't, there's a huge conversation about it. Right. It's a big problem. And then there's there's repercussions to this. Now, maybe because they have already lost 12 scholarships and some some other things, um, and maybe I don't know if they get to go to any bids and bowls, uh, not bowls, but uh, playoffs. But he decided not to speak. Because here's was his comments or his statement afterwards. I want to make this all about the players and the seniors and play, them playing their last game, uh, which to me was sounded like a whole bunch of BS. Because if that story just hit and you knew about it, and the sanctions had already went down, then I think as a head coach, you're more obligated than the than the player to get out in front of this right now. We, we see a lot of coaches who don't get out in front of this the situation 
but you expect the player to do it right now to, so you can put a face on it. Now, we know Jim Behan. We know him as the uh, long-term coach. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we beat Kansas years ago and with Carmelo and a bunch of freshmen. Yeah. Uh, he's great. He's a great coach. He runs the zone defense and, and won't budge down from it. He runs the zone. He's a great coach uh, in a sense, but not getting out in front of this, I had a problem with it because he used a lame excuse. I don't know if you guys – read much up on it, but he used the lame excuse that he wanted to make it all about the players. It's always all about the players. Coach don't even get any glory. We just know him no. as, as one of the long-term guys that, mm-hmm. you know, he's a great coach. He's one of the great NCAA coaches in basketball, um, and I think we could say that. When you win championships, I think you could put it, put uh, coaches in that type of conversation. But him not getting out in front of him, I had a problem with you with that, and I'll start with Demery on it. Yeah, well, he's been coaching there, like you said, a long time, since 1962. Then you got finally got violations coming in on a multi-year investigation that's been going on for, for a couple of years now. And, you know, for him to take the part of, like you were saying, uh, he, he's not trying to step up in front of the players saying, you know, well, the players make their choices. And from what I've heard, uh, some of the, you know, some of the guys in the front office at the athletic program at Syracuse, it's 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 them. It's not really on Jim Beheim. It was somebody in that front office system, athletic department, that the one of the uh, athletic representatives said it. He was like, "It's not Jim Beheim on this one." And Beheim came out with some comments stating, "You know what? I'm not going to talk about this much. I'm gonna pass on it. I've been mm-hmm. coaching this since 1962. A lot of people thought he was going to drop. He was like, "No, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. I've been doing this for a long time." And you know he's gonna take that twelve scholarship hit, one hundred and eight victories. That's like a death penalty to a program. Like it is Syracuse. a death penalty of Syracuse. And <laughs> for what he has built, I mean, this does put a little black light on it. Uh, and any guys they recruit now going forward, them guys have to really love Syracuse. Yeah, and thankfully now he um, at Syracuse. If you come into Syracuse, at least you get the chance to still compete in the NCAA tournament. They didn't take any tournament shine away from Syracuse or. Uh, the NCAA, you're just going to do it without non-scholarship players. For it's going to be hard bit. for them to get there. But they yeah. run their zone offense, in which a lot of teams, for some reason, it's kind of tough to get in there. But yeah. you're not going to have the athletes to protect that zone now. Mm-hmm. Doug, anything on, a, on the comments of Jim not showing up? And you say that it's the athletic department. I think mm-hmm. everybody at the top, unless something's being conspired against you, I think you should know more about what's going on in your athletic program because – not the athletic program itself, and that's all sports on the college level, mm-hmm. but there's, there are sections where, okay, this is, uh, this is our basketball program. This is our football, Syracuse, lacrosse, baseball. You got to know what's going on. If I'm the head coach, I have to know. And I, I can't say me being there that long, I, I trust these guys because since he's been there since 62, yeah, he's been there since 62, I can't. There's been other people in that department coming and going. He's the only really mainstay. I'm not going to take for granted that everybody is doing the right thing when it comes to Syracuse basketball, especially if I'm the head coach at that program. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you even got it being reported that his bosses were the one that told him not to speak after the game either. Um, but then even afterwards, you've got him speaking at the event, um, the Hardwood Club dinner. Yeah. You know, he's he's coming out there. I think there's a hell of a battle ahead of us. I'm here since 90, or 62. I'm not going anywhere. So it just this this story makes me think back about the other ones we've been talking about and how inconsistent NCAA is with their punishments. You've got one team that gets reamed, the other team 
eh, we'll kind of let it slide. Yeah. Be consistent, man. You know they they should be consistent. But a lot of programs, if if you have never been in trouble, uh, I think they give you some type of leeway. I don't care what what level the program is, but I think consistency is more more as the NCAA, especially who they are and who we think they are, mm-hmm. and the, and the business they, the way they handle their business. Uh, I think they should be just consistent across the board. Wyatt. Um, well, like one of the things you're talking about with the uh, the consistency, the uh, when when it's your first time getting in trouble, yes, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be hit with death penalty real real hard. Mm-hmm. It's when you're committing the penalties over over right. and over again is when you need to get hit with that hard fine. A lot of teams walk that fine line too. A lot of teams, mm-hmm. a lot of coaches, they walk that fine line. And and, and to Wyatt's comments. You, you get consistently get in trouble, that's because you're on that fine line. And the NCAA usually try to find something. If you've been in trouble once, they usually got an eye on you. They're usually watching you. Uh, and that's unfortunate for a Syracuse program. Uh, the good thing about it, too, they got the NCAA tournament. Tournaments. Yeah. they still getting the whole load. It's going to be tough. Uh, but who's in that conference? Who's in that conference? In the ACC, uh, it's ACC loaded. It's loaded. Yeah, loaded. Yeah, that, Virginia, that's loaded. Duke, Duke, those couple Duke, years Carolina. that you're going to take that scholarship hit, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt. But I think some more news is going to drop on this subject. Uh, it's it's something some funny going on in Syracuse. Right. If, you know, Jim Behan say he ain't saying much, you, you know, normally a coach, like, will back up his players and say. It might be like Belichick. You know, and might want to get a grasp of what really happened. Because Belichick right. walked into work and found out that he had 12, 11 footballs <laughs> flat. <laughs> um, so and and normally Belichick would say I don't know anything about it, but he came in here to hold a press conference. Then he held another one a day later, or a day or two later. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah, I agree. Uh, it may be he was emotional at this this banquet, this forty fourth annual banquet. Mm-hmm. Um, he was emotional there, but uh, there will be some more stuff about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got to sit out yeah. nine games uh, next year. Yeah how how is that going to be? Because yeah. he has to sit out nine. Well, you have assistant games. coaches. Yeah, well. A lot of these coaches, coaches on board. Sit, a lot of these coaches sit out. A lot of these coaches sit out, and there's and but they really somewhere in the, behind the scenes. I think he just can't get into the he can't get into the arena for those nine games. But he's going to end up coaching those players. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to end up coaching them up to that point. Well, he's going to appeal the suspension, so we got to wait and see what happens with everything after that. Yeah, I don't think he's a, the appeal is going to work. But look, we got to echo on this. We got to take a quick break anyway. Kwame uh, Sports Talk. We'll come right back and finish up on. Uh, Jim Behan. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, 
self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Cormie Lasseter Sports Talk. We are live. It's Monday, Margarita Monday. We're going to be, take right? a quick absence. We're going to push it to next Monday. Yeah. We'll go next Monday. Yeah, we live in studio. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in on the show. Please call in. Join us on the show. We have a great time in studio. Dougie B, Demi Lachey, main man Wyatt. First, but last, but not the last show. Kwame Lasseter had to jump up out of here, but he shall be calling in here on the line soon. Before the break, we were discussing about Jim Beheim, his situation at Syracuse. I mean, it's a bad sign situation, especially uh, the for what you know Jim Beheim has built at Syracuse. What he turned the whole program into, the powerhouse, uh, big known well team, especially out the out the East Coast, keeping you know that New York basketball theme right. alive. He you know he did a tremendous job recruiting these guys. I mean, he he had star after star, talented players coming in and out the program. And this year, you know, I think that the multi-year investigation goal that went along, he lost some of the talent. He really couldn't keep up with, you know, the roster that Duke has, even in their conference of, like, Duke, North Carolina. Syracuse, you've seen them, you know, this season so far. I mean, th- those guys are out there competing, doing the best they can. But, you know, you didn't really see that usual Syracuse dominant team who, you know, who comes in the ACC and, you know, sticks – Sticks up with the with the big time programs like a Duke, like Louisville. You know, you see them those teams up there like a top five team. And this season, I think that investigation he lost a couple of recruits, a couple of guys he wanted, going eighteen and thirteen now, and now headed into the tournament. Yeah. Now you now you get twelve scholarships hit towards that team, towards that program. I just want to see, you know, what do you think of as the Syracuse program? Where are they headed to? I mean, it's going to be a tough situation for a little bit. Oh so. yeah. They're they're going to have to rebound regardless. But mm-hmm. uh, the good thing with the twelve scholarships is not all at once, so it's spread out a little bit. True, yeah. Um, so it's not going to be as detrimental because um, obviously twelve scholarships that's a that's a whole team right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I read what like two or three per year, something like that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so so that way you're not going to get as much, but it's there. You're going to have this lingering over your head, just like. Um, you know, with uh, a couple of years ago, Indiana had that situation. Indiana, and then Tom yeah. Crean came in, and he had lost what like they lost ten scholarships. They were banned from the tournament. Yep. Like at least you go to Syracuse, at least you get the chance to still compete yep. in that tournament. But like you were saying, two, three scholarships even on the roster. That, that's I mean, it's tough. big. That's tough. It, it, yeah. it is, but it's it's not detrimental. Uh, you're going to be able to rebound from it a little bit quicker than having to blow that much because now you've got. One or two guys that you're not going to be able to bring in that you wanted to, but you still have a supporting cast, especially with some of those freshmen. Mm-hmm. The freshmen have to step up big time these next three years now because oh, yeah. they're going to have to lead your team because you're not going to get that scholarship for those yeah. two other guys that you have. So now you've got those guys that you you have to create in this offseason mm-hmm. um, coming up, step up, and then just try to recruit the best you can. I mean, you still have scholarships. You can still go in and recruit. Was- you're just not able to get that extra two or third guy. Um, yeah, that you normally would. So, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I, I still see it being pretty tough because even yeah, even though you can still recruit with the best and you're going to have two or three scholarships, you know, out a year, but at the same time, it's, you got to think of it as, man, we, we were serious because we got to compete with the nationally ranked teams across the country. You got to compete with U of A. You got to compete with uh, Duke, North Carolina. You got, that's your program. You know, right. Syracuse is a top national program. So you got to keep it hot. You got to keep it, you know, keep it going with top recruits. And then you get a guy who's going to try to be one and done. That's that's a waste of a scholarship. That's a waste of a year. So I right. think you got to even probably recruit different. Wouldn't you say so, Wyatt? Like, yeah, well, because a lot of the um, top recruits in high school, when right. they're when they're going around to their visits and they're looking for a college to go to, their Syracuse is automatically going to drop because mm-hmm. they're going to be like, all right, yeah, I can go to Syracuse, be one of their two or three scholarships, right. but who who am I going to play with? Exactly. Where I can go to mm-hmm. Duke or North Carolina or even U of A, and I'm playing with other top recruits right. in my class, and I'm not having to try and step up my very first year mm-hmm. in the college atmosphere. Yeah, and you're talking national championship too as well, walking in the door at Duke, at Louisville. You know, you got the chance of – you got the talks of, all right, we either win a national championship or, you know, we're done. And then, yeah, going to Syracuse, it's, damn near, it's dang near like you got to restart the whole program. So – that's the fence that they have to face. You got to look at that as a recruit coming in. Um, I know I wish the best for Jim Beheim. I, I enjoy him as a coach. See him on the sidelines and competing with the top programs. Hope he gets that thousand win because now he gets deducted thirty four wins now under uh, yeah, Mike Sasecki. So they're in ninety six place now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. six six place. So I love to see him jump back up there. Uh, great coach, you know, great guy, and wish the best for him. They're going to take a tough, tough loss. So. Moving on to the NFL. Tomorrow is the big Ooh. day in the NFL. Yeah. Everything started like over the weekend, uh, though. Yeah, I mean, a lot of rumors, a lot of buzz, a lot of guys actually, you know, uh, agents are speaking for them saying, hey, we're going to let teams know, probably going to sign with this team, that team, or whatnot. So, it's like a teaser trailer, man. Yeah. yeah. Look how much came out over the weekend, man. Right. And then you have like Colin Kaepernick. A report came out that Colin's going to be uh, oh, gone, yeah, which, but, is in, which isn't true. Yeah, uh, yeah it was from uh, – I was actually listening to uh, radio this morning. It was KEMB out of Houston. They play the best rap and hip hop music mm-hmm. in Houston. So you know, maybe maybe they're sports fanatics, but I don't see them being a very uh, good source. So yeah, I don't, no. I don't see the good source as well. We got Kwame who just joined in on the lines. Kwame, you getting into discussion about tomorrow being Tuesday, the signing day of the NFL. I guess you could say. Uh, all the rumors that popped up from the weekend and, you know, the biggest story, the biggest team that I could think of right now is besides the, the Cardinals. I mean, the Eagles pop out, the 49ers. Uh, we could start with their talk because you brought up Kaepernick and <laughs> rumors yeah. about him not going back to San Francisco. I mean, that's, that, that's I don't know. That, well, they already that's came just out, crazy. Yeah, like, 49ers already came out and shot that down. So oh, that's I not true. He week. just signed I, I didn't have yeah. any idea that he's not going back to San Francisco. I, I didn't. See that story? That might that that's news to me. Let me say that right. I, I see him uh, three times a week over at uh, Exos, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean he's working out hard. He, it looks like he's working out like the first time he's about to go into the league using leave uh, UNLV. He looks like that guy, but that that is news to me. He don't go back. I don't know who, who's the quarterback there. <laughs> I don't know yeah. where he goes. Yeah. Well, he could play anywhere, but 
but I don't know where he goes and where San Fran goes with that. And that he did just get rid of Frank Gore as far as running back position, but they feel like they can fill that with the, the drafties they had in previous, year, previous years. So that is, that is news to me. You guys got to fill me in on that one. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that 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 I was talked about was trade rumors, you know, right. draft trading. Just because the San Francisco, the Forty Nine ers already go to a whole new limelight. They're about to go to a whole new situation. I don't see Colin Kaepernick not being a part of that. And if you get rid of Gore, you better keep. Yeah. After after getting rid of Gore, they there's no way they would get rid of Kaepernick. Like you have to play Seattle two times in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And not not counting if you make the playoffs, you're probably going to have to play them because I don't see them not making the playoffs. Right. So they they need Kaepernick. Yeah, they yeah absolutely. I mean, he's a big threat on the field, no doubt about it. Especially but, on that defense, losing Willis yeah. now too. And now yeah, you got Frank Lewis, Frank Willis who's ready to retire. You have uh, the defensive end uh, Bruce Smith. He's a five time Pro Bowl as well. He's ready to call it quits. Uh, Ray McDonald, I think he got dropped from the roster. And, you know, you lose a guy, a couple free agents, then you bring in Darnell Dockett. You know, he he came out with a statement, I'm ready to win a championship, and he thought that was his best championship situation. Sounds like, I mean, he's going to get that time on the field, but I wouldn't say championship team anymore for the 49ers. No way. Yeah, he didn't didn't know all that was going to take place. (laughs) No, he did. He had no clue. Congratulations, Darnell. I'm, I'm sure... You know, a guy is in his 10th, 11th year, his 11th year, I, I should say. You're not going to a team just to be a part of a team. You're going to a team that has a great chance, a greater chance to win a, a championship. And then that's all predicated on what part of the country he wants to be on because uh, on both sides of this country, and, and even down south where Dallas is, there are teams that have a legitimate shot to win the championship, to win the Super Bowl, and there's teams outside of there, depending on where they fall and how the playoffs go, uh, Teams, whoever gets knocked off, they may have a chance. But San Fran is one of those, uh, that second-tier team, I believe, that would have a legitimate chance if those guys were still there or those guys were in place. And I feel like that's why Donnell Dawkins signed there, because he did have a chance. He, used, he played against them year in, year out, so he know the battles that he continued to have with San Francisco 49ers. And that's part of the reason he signed that, but he should have asked for a little bit more information. Because I know when I signed <laughs> different places, I was like, is in who's leaving and who's staying. Right. Yeah, you definitely got to do your research. And with the Cardinals not, you know, extending his or making his extension, you know, keep, to keep him in Arizona, it was like a, the next day he was ready to go sign with the Niners. Like, yeah. there's no way you can do your research that quick unless you did it beforehand. Like, if you, like, well, here's plan B. We're going to look at these teams and check out. But you got to check out the rest. You got to do your research. I, and I think that, it was more fun. I think, I think, for it to happen that quick, I think he was frustrated. And then uh, even even Doug uh, think he's you know he left for the money, but it wasn't even that much for money. I think it was like six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars more uh, as far as the money. Uh, but he, he probably was upset. You know when you, you kind of you, you you break up with your girlfriend, or you, you go find a new girlfriend that's better than her, looks better than her. <laughs> and he thinks San Francisco Forty Nine looks better than the Cardinals. I thought he was mistaken in that regard because of what's coming back. For the Arizona Cardinals, they will have their quarterback back. They will make some moves as far as the running game is concerned. Uh, they Doug mentioned a couple times, quite a few times, that you know at the end of the year their alignment, their defense, their offensive line has got better, but their defense has always been intact. But defensively, you can't be on the field for that many plays through 16 games, 16 plus games. It's time for the offense to step it up and be more consistent. They do, they do have a good receiver core, mm-hmm. but you can't. Yeah. That makes no difference or sense. 
if you can't run a football. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I mean, I'm a big, huge fan of their rookie running back last season. Uh, what's his name? Uh, dang, it just we talking about the Cardinals? Uh, no, the Niners. The Niners. Carlos uh, Hyde. Carlos yeah. Hyde. I'm a huge yeah, fan of him. Ohio State. State. You can start with that. Ohio State. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can start with you know building around him and bringing another guy. I think they'll be fine, right. you know, in the backfield in a couple of years. Yeah, this season they're going to take a they're going to take a step back for sure. Now, but thing with Gore though, all you had was that power run. You didn't have the flash yeah. Gore that you had five years, ten years ago with him. Mm-hmm. So you were one dimensional with your run game with Gore. Yeah, you and know, with high, yep. high can high, high can pound. Consistent though, I mean, he hit the hole like he's always hit it, but. Hard is dead them young and fresh legs. I like Hard in college. I like the middle of state. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. But we're gonna take a quick break and after the break we're gonna talk about more of these NFL rumors, these crazy, crazy rumors that's going on. You listen to the Kwame Laster Sports Talk Show, we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah. Hey, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Live in studio, Demi Lachey, Dougie B, Wyatt. Kwame Lasseter here on the phone lines as well. I thought, I thought they knew you. You don't need no introduction. Oh, hey, 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 hey. we them boys, hey. man. Hey, we them boys. <laughs> we them boys. I don't need no intro. You're right. Well, I like to talk about myself. So, any, anyway, let's talk about, you know, some of these NFL rumors that's being dropped out around the NFL. Tomorrow's official free agent signing day. Uh, 
before these free agents get locked and loaded. Honestly, before when all these free agent talks, you know, everybody who didn't sign, you know, to that extension or that bonus, who didn't get franchise tagged, I thought this was the most uh, universal, besides talent wise, on the free agent list I've seen in quite some time. Oh yeah, and. You know, going into this, you know, I'm thinking, all right, everybody's probably going to sign back to their old team. C.J. Spiller, he's just ta- out talking, and now he signs with another team. Frank Gore going out to Philadelphia. They're making a lot of moves. Uh, the Navicus Sue talked about going to the Miami Dolphins. I don't know if the Colts are still trying to approach them, but the Dolphins seem like they locked it up with yeah, that, yeah 114 million. Yeah, 60, 60 that's serious. Yeah, 60 oh guaranteed gosh. for for that maniac on the field and. Yeah. Angles That's a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's see how uh, how long it'll take before he gets suspended again. Well, I hope he doesn't get suspended, making sixty million guaranteed. Well, I hope, I hope he he's over either. over that as well. But you sign to a team like Miami. I mean, they've been known to be in trouble in the locker room, guys going yeah. out of control. And then you Richie. sign a guy, yeah, <laughs> Richie Incognito, and now you got Indomitian Sue coming down to South Beach. Ooh. I mean, it, it, it it's a great. Restart, I guess you could say. He's finally in the marketing city. More marketing than Detroit is known for. But, uh, you know, he can really market himself even more down there in South Beach. And, you know, he could be a leader for that defense who lost a few guys on the defensive side. He could come in, step in, and be that, you know, leader. Hopefully he can keep his antics, his maniac, selfish ways off the field and put it towards, you know, building up a – because Miami, they're, they're a great team. They got a lot of guys coming back. Uh, Ryan Tannehill got getting better every each and every season. Every year, yeah. So, uh, you know, they they could put some sweet together if they get some more little pieces and help that secondary out. Because I know a lot of guys uh, didn't sign back or retired or ready to move on from Miami. So There's a lot of hey, movement, you, man. A lot of movement this mm-hmm. year. Go ahead, Kwame. You would think you would think the uh, the Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears, and the uh, and uh, Minnesota Vikings would be trying to break that up. Which the Miami Dolphins did because I thought I really thought that the Detroit Lions had the best defensive line in the National Football League last year, uh, and and due to do everything, mm-hmm. they didn't tag him. They could have tagged him, but they probably wouldn't have got anything out of him because the tag, in his case, would have been used for the wrong way, wrong reason. We know he's the most dominated, uh, and I, I think still think uh, Wilford is over in New England, who they didn't sign back yet. But I think uh, Dominic and Sue is still one of the most dominating. Deep, deep interior lineman in the game, and if you really had to move him around, you can run stunts with him because he's ver- he, uh, he's mobile, he's versatile. Mm-hmm. So you can run stunts with him even from that initial uh, interior line. But I thought teams like within his conference would break them up, but the Miami Dolphins has already broke them up. Uh, and now with the not resigning him, they're going to have to find somebody in his place, or maybe they already have some. Because then they signed three years ago, they signed Farley on Alabama. Mm-hmm. And you look at that line, you say, wow, they got a bunch of, they got a nice, no one should run on them. And I think, and I think they were, if not behind the Cardinals, right in front of the Cardinals, as the number one defense mm-hmm. in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Well, look at uh, Big Vince. He's available, too. Yeah, so Vince Wilford. I'd like to see if Miami tries to go after him and just go to more of a, like a 4-3 top defense with both those boys in the interior. Whew. Yeah. What about yeah, uh, I think mine was three four, but that four three with those two, you still gonna have to monitor that because uh, Vince is only gonna play two two downs. Yeah. He has to come out on third downs, so you can keep the Dominican suit uh, all down guy. But it, it's best when you got when you have six to seven stud defensive linemen, defensive uh, guys mm-hmm. 
because that that's a position that you really have to rotate to keep them fresh, to keep that pressure on the quarterback, which we know they pay so much. They pay these quarterbacks so much, and that's why they pay the offensive linemen so much, and that's how defensive linemen get paid. Mm-hmm. And they also have like an athlete defensive end on the end in uh, Jordan who yeah. I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I love the way he play on the field. I, know, I think he got to some trouble last year, though. He had, like, a little suspension. But, I mean, he's he's a beast to reckon with on the field. And it'll open up his ways. Definitely more one-on-one matches coming off the end with having a Dominic suitor. And, plus, if they go for it, uh, Vince Wilford, you got to think about the running backs that's in that division over there. Because you, you got to deal with now LaShawn McCoy in Buffalo. You got to deal yeah. with... Chris Johnson, even though he took a shot in the arm this past weekend. Yeah, he'll uh, recover from that, though. You think so? You, you've been shot before? No. I, I have 50 cents. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. I, I, I mean, yeah, he's going to. He yeah. ain't been shot. He's protecting. <laughs> he got stuff all on him. He I don't know. Last, last, last I heard, he wasn't He wasn't dying. So yeah, he was, yeah, he's, he's going not to come dying. Back. Yeah. And hopefully. He, yeah, he's been shot. He'll be all right. Yeah. Hey, it's in the arm, man. Hopefully he can stay out of trouble because, I mean, the situation as long was, as, it was no, as long as it wasn't his leg because that's where his money is. Exactly. Yeah, true yep, that. Yep. But you got to deal with a guy like him and uh, he, with him being in New York and the Jets, they're going to revive their whole unit. And they had that rookie, Chris Ivory, as well. He's going to come back being a beast. Then New England have about 10 running backs they can rotate with. You don't know who's going to ball guy. out. Man, I know. That was your guy. But that was my fantasy guy. <laughs> but you know, bringing in the Amakasu, I mean, Miami know about the situation, know about the running game that that division is presenting, and you throw in sixty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, you you got to have this guy on the field all four downs as much as you can, even though you do have to rotate. Um, you do have to rotate that defensive line front because those guys, you know, those are the big guys up front. They can't be out there every single down, every single play, but. Running with you guys have got at some athletic and running backs and that's in that crazy division. Too. You get a guy 114 million and you got to rotate him. You can't do that at any other position. Although McCourty has got paid the most guaranteed money as a safety ever uh, in the history of the game, but he's going to play every down. He's going to play every defensive play. You're not taking him out on third down when you got to bring him to the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and most times you do that. You get you bring you take a safety out, or, and it's really the strong safety, and you bring another quarter quarter. Corner in for your diamond nickel package and all those things. Mm-hmm. Well, McCourty's one hundred fourteen million dollars. You better get on the field. Yeah, and he—I mean—he changes the game. And with him on True. the field, he's a big-time player. Is he—is he the best safety in the game? Does he deserve the biggest contract? I don't. I, that you can argue with that because those time. guys at Seattle. Yeah, it's times where he—he's a—he's an athlete. I mean, he can make plays. He makes a ton of interceptions, uh, more than any safety I could think of since he's been in the NFL. But I mean, you could throw in, you know, those guys from Seattle, those Chancellor. safeties, Chancellor yeah. and Earl Thomas. I mean, it's some it's some good safeties out there. But McCourty, yeah, when I seen that contract guarantee come around, I was, you know, I was shocked. But at the same time, I'm like, well, he held his own since he's been there, and he, he yeah. won a championship. And you know yeah. what? When they when they are that offense is usually up or uh, so defenses, other offense got to come out and try to catch up. So when you're playing catch up, you got to pass the ball. You can't catch up unless you consistently. Uh, a disciplined team where you still can run the football and keep uh, the defense on balance. Mm-hmm. But the New England Patriots are usually up on teams, so the opponents got to play catch up, and then that's where he gets interceptions. But he he makes good tackles. He's where he's supposed to be doing where when the play uh, presents and stuff. So I think he's worth the money. I think he is. Uh, but you know, it's one of the highest things you get somebody that money. Oh yeah, like Nadamikasu. I want to see you on the field. I, I don't. Yeah. 
I'm not been playing you half of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. I want to see you making those big plays, making it on uh, the top ten. Ones. Yeah, exactly. It's it's been over a month since the Super Bowl, and we're still talking NFL. And, and and next week or here in the draft, you got it. Mm-hmm. They just keep it going and going and going, man. Yeah, that's they, the part they of the NFL. They market. Stop. They're trying that's the NFL. They want to be. It's year they round. Wanna, they mm-hmm. want to be the thing that everybody knows and talks about. Well, yeah, it's the only sport that's played here in America that you yeah. can only play in America, which is American football. So yeah, they, of course they're, they're going to try to they, keep that. They're, they're trying to get a team mm-hmm. in uh, London though. So they're yeah, trying, they're trying to expand. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well that'll work, you know, because we've we've had games been played mm-hmm. over overseas in like the England over the past, but I don't know just how how much having a team there. I don't mm-hmm. know how that would be. Yeah, for, it's either for the they can have like a Europe NFL or overseas international NFL game, and then maybe having a big Super Bowl against an American. Team game, they're trying to expand the league. Period. You yeah, know, just, yeah. just bigger have, than what it is. Have a European it's, league, right? And then maybe have one or two European teams play in an NFL team over the course of the season, and then at the end of the season, not only have your Super Bowl um, with the American teams, but have like a Super Bowl for the European. Yeah, teams. like a, and then and then mm-hmm. combine them to exactly. see who's who's the best team. Well, they could have did that with the World League or oh, the yeah. USFL. They could have did that with those leagues. And put money into building those markets up, and then, uh, like Doug said, we're still talking about the NFL. A month, month and a half out of the Super Bowl, we're still talking about that. But that goes to the dominance and in, in the most popular sport it is. But they could have, mm-hmm. they could have marketed the the world league. They could have marketed the put money into the USFL. They could have marketed the USL, and then have and then have a, a big bowl game at the end. You have your Super Bowl, but then you have that bowl game at the end. Where you get to play across country, across or across the world, team, mm-hmm. and it would have been fun. They still would have been able to do what they love doing, and that's marketing. Yeah, and that also expands the game over, you know, over across seas. You can see, you know, those international uh, countries, you know, finally competing in football, seeing those guys, those kids grow up and put, try to play the sport, yeah. and they're just trying to expand it because they know in, in America they just keep doing it in America. Like we talked about it last week, a bunch of the like you know NFL moms. They had that organization where right. they're trying to keep their young ones away from playing football. So they're like, "Hey, there's millions of kids overseas. Why not let's go get their attention while we can, while we keep keep this thing hot? Yep. Because you keep it in one spot, then yeah, like Kwame mentioned before, a lot of times on this show, he don't see the NFL being around in the next fifteen twenty years, and like it could go oh, away. Yeah. Jesse, just but you, just with it being in America, yeah. and, you know? and you know what though, you're going to have to entice those players to play over overseas and do if you have like a Super Bowl for right. the World League, exactly. You're going to have to entice those players big time because they're not going to want to put their body through that mm-hmm. just for show. But they got it though. Well, the NFL has it. They they, <laughs> well, might, they do a lot of the players because a lot of the players aren't going to want to want to look do at that. the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly the Pro Bowl. It's they don't they don't go out there to win and be. It's all for like, show. Yeah, here we absolutely. go. It's, it's hey, let's let's go mess around, you know. Absolutely, let's, I agree. Let's, let's go do two <laughs> back to back. Exactly, I agree. Well, we're gonna take our last break. Coming up with the last segment, we're gonna talk more uh, NFL talk. Some of the big names, uh, the Cardinals, the Colts. See what you know. Some of these teams are gonna do. I'm with free agency for coming up. I'm excited. Also, some uh, it's around March Madness, so that buzz is starting to pick up as well. But yes. we're gonna talk about it after the break. You listen to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel tune in to the voice america variety channel on the voice america talk radio network voice america variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events arts and entertainment leadership parenting relationships self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Now the world Hey, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. We are live back in the studio. Margarita Monday. You'll never know what you're going to hear coming back on the show, Doug. Don't make that face. Yes, we listen to Kwame Lasseter's childhood memories. Um, <laughs> tenth we grade, live tenth grade rap career. Exactly. That's when it started. Um, no, we back live in the studio. Didn't we lost Shay. Dougie B's here. Special guest Wyatt in the studio. Glad to have you, buddy. Oh, thank How you, you enjoying it so far? Oh, I'm I'm loving it. You loving it? I'm all right, it. man. That's that's awesome. That's what's what it's all about. Go Forty- back to the kids, man. To the kids. To the kids. kids. The grown up. Go back kid. to the kids. <laughs> You're grown up. So kid. that's what we do here with Kwame Lasser Sports Talk, man. Community, community outreach. <laughs> oh, <laughs> giving back to the kids. <laughs> all right, that works. Hey. But uh, we're gonna talk about Doug's favorite team because I know he's been waiting on it with Ooh. the Arizona Cardinals and. Carson Palmer taking that restructure, restructuring his contract finally. Right. Um, they're obviously they're ready to make some moves uh, with tomorrow. All these rumors being tossed around. Demarco Murray, Adrian Peterson. Uh, well, obviously Frank Gore is now in Philadelphia, which I, I think that's a pretty good pickup for Philadelphia. I think he oh, fits yeah. well in that system what Chip Kelly got going uh, because now you have like that thunder and lightning with Darren Sproles and Frank Gore. You have your big rock and Frank Gore who can run the rock. Stronger, tougher in between the tackles, and then you can throw in Darren Sproles who could change up the game, get you on the outside, and that yeah. speed. He could attack you with that speed all day. And draft Mariota. And then, yes, oh, you Mar- have the 10th. Mariota's going to be a bust, man. He's going to be just like He's going to be a bust? I, I believe really? that RG3, oh, wow. that Mariota That's the be, first time I heard. Go ahead. I want to hear this. <laughs> I believe that uh, Mariota will be just like RG3. Uh-huh. No, he's going to come. He's going to do all right. But once he gets hit a couple times, because he never really got hit real hard at Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I believe once he gets hit real hard a few times, gets roughed up a little bit, I don't I don't see him being very successful. So kind of like Johnny Menzel. Once Menzel. Uh, Menzel's Manziel, problem Manziel's is a different story, man. He's, Manzel will be good once he figures out 
to focus on football. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Same thing with RG3, though. RG3, if he can focus just because, you know, his coach is telling him, hey, forget about what the media is saying. Focus on football. Focus on getting healthy. Get your mind right because you – RG3 has the talent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got roughed up a couple times. He has it there just like Mariota. Mm -hmm. But but that's going to be on your coach not putting him out there and getting hit all the time. Don't do that. This is a college ball. Don't do that run option just because you have Mariota back there every single down. Try to convert him a little bit more into a pocket passer and keep him protected. Well, I think the organization put RG3, you know, in in trouble. Because once he messed up his knee, they were like, we want to play him. We gotta we gotta keep this money in Washington. We gotta keep the fans coming to the you know, we gotta play him. He tore up his knee, ACL and everything, and they played him in that playoff game and he messed it up even more and he didn't recover from it because he the organization was pushing him you're the starter from rushing. day one. Well, you're ready to, to put him in, in a place uh preseason. Exactly. You yeah. can't rush a guy from that type of injury. You gotta, you know, wait till he's ready, get let him recover and then let him perform because you know he could perform and R G three was, you know, talked about all through the media, and that really played in his head and his mind. And then, boom, now he just, you know, doing it for the media. So he needs to get his mind back right. But I don't think Mariota would be a bust at all. Mm-hmm. Depending on the system, I think he could play in any system. It's kind of hard coming into the draft when you have a guy like Jameis Winston and you're compared with him because he's ready. Oh, Winston. He's ready to go I, day I one. I can't wait to watch Winston. I yeah. just think he's going to – if you put him in the right right environment, mm-hmm. oh, he's going to be – he can fit it anywhere because he's that NFL structured quarterback. He doesn't he have the to height, take off the running. The speed, the size. Right. And he has the arm strength. He can throw. He knows the game. He's a smart guy. He's yeah, got the crab boy, legs. Yeah. <laughs> well, he put those aside for a little bit. So he's he been a good, he, he been a good <laughs> Winston lately. He can put those aside. He ain't been famous, Jameis, for a while. So yeah, once he signs that contract, go buy all the crab legs you want, sir. Yeah. Well, he'll be around some professionals now as well, so yeah. they'll keep monitoring of his. Keep him in check. Exactly. And he can, I mean, I think he's grown enough to, he realized the situation that he put himself in, and now he's ready to put his own self in check. So, but my, my Mariota, going back to him, I think he's ready, man. Honestly, I think he's he's the real deal. It's, it's all becoming it's, the, the old line, man. What happened? It's all going to come down to that old line to protect him. Yeah, and I'm, and honestly, I've seen Mariota in bad football games if Oregon had a bad game. He's still performing well, even if he doesn't have to have 100-plus rushing yards. I've seen him still throw for 300, 400-plus yards with right, one interception but. still on the on the books. And, you know, he performs – he's going to perform each and every game. He didn't have a talent that the NFL is going to present even at Oregon. I mean, Oregon, they had a bunch of three two-star recruits that just fit a tremendous system that Chip Kelly has built for that program and then got passed on to the next head coach. And, you know, stars can actually look well in a – or players can look well in a oriented type offense, which makes, you know, those guys stand out. But you, they're not recruiting four-star, five-star recruits. They're not walking in the door at Oregon like they do at Ohio State yeah. and, you know, Alabama. They're, you don't get those type of recruits at Oregon, and they probably will. They're trying to push it with the Nike – with their whole facilities and <laughs> Nike and everything yeah. out. But what a, hey, what they're not going to get them. Like a month ago or so, you're going to see Oregon start losing all those recruits mm-hmm. because they're going to go to a different type of system mm-hmm. where they're going to be able to play that, that different type of ball. And you can have all the facilities you want. Mm-hmm. It don't matter when it comes to that program, to, you know, the program and, and everything, man. Exactly. And I told you what I tell you on the show. Watch it the next couple of years. And I think we're already seeing it a little bit now. Mm-hmm. They're going to be dropping, man. They're not mm-hmm. going to have the recruits. The Oregon's not going to be well, the US, Oregon. USC, by. you don't know who's going to be the next head coach. <laughs> they get a head coach yeah, every yeah, year. But so the players keep coming there. 
They just that's, don't have a structured system anymore. It's because anymore. of UFC. It's, it's exactly like mm-hmm. when Alabama, they're they'll eventually they'll fall. They'll fall. From you the think top. so? Eventually, it, it's not. I don't think it'll be be for it'll be a long time for a mm-hmm. while. But even when they do go and they fall, they're still going to have players coming in, right? Because it's the Alabama Crimson Tide. Absolutely, and that's the thing with college football. You're going to have that dominant team for a while. They might lose some, whatever the case may be, whether it's sanctions, uh, discipline, just recruits, bad time. They kind of fall off a little bit. And look at Ohio State. They kind of fall off. They come back. They fall off. But they're always a consistent powerhouse. You can exactly. always, you can always. Alabama is going to be a consistent powerhouse in college football. They're mm-hmm. always going to be there. They might not be the dominant number one going into the playoffs, but especially with college football going into the playoffs, that's changing the whole realm. It of teams now, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and we got a glimpse of it this year. Ohio State, everybody said shouldn't be in there, and they proved that they belonged mm-hmm. in there. I yeah. mean, yeah, they had some dogs on their team. I mean, Urban Meyer, ain't no, there's no three-star, two-star prospects walking in the doors at Ohio State unless no. you're no. unknown, no. you know, yeah. unless Urban Meyer finds you, you know, just in a slum somewhere and just picks you up. But, you know, ain't no, ain't no, you know, unknown, no. you know. You're gonna be a freak of nature walking in at Ohio State doors, even at Michigan. Their 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 program is messed up right now, yep. but you know, ain't no slouches Jim, walking through Jim, the door at Jim Michigan. Harbaugh he's gonna come to change that. You gotta give Jim a, a year or two though, because oh, he's, he's got to recruit his people in. He's, he's still he's still gonna win some games yeah. this year, next year. But once once he gets settled in, like he was at uh, Stanford, it'll it'll yeah. all come in, and and they're gonna be uh, fine because they. Even without Jim Harbaugh, even with their last few rosters and last few seasons, because of the prestige that Michigan brings, they were still bringing in four-star, five-star oh, yeah. recruits just because of the name it's, of Michigan. Yeah, exactly, You're going to get taken care of at Michigan rather yeah. than more than uh, Oregon, ASU, whatever, just because of that prestige that you yep. get. No, but, no. you know, I mean, we'll see. But going back to the Cardinals, man. Yeah, going back to Philadelphia, I think – you know they're gonna have to make that trade push for Mariota, like I, like we talked about last week, and the Cardinals with Carson Palmer restructuring his contract. What do they go? What do they go to? Because Dallas Cowboys are really pushing for Adrian Peterson if they don't bring back Demarco Murray. I, I think Adrian's I think first choice is Dallas. Well, and, and then maybe and then probably the Cardinals and going back. Dude, to I, you know what? Honestly, with the Cardinals, I'm torn, man. As far as a running back, uh, because you've got you have. Ellington, obviously, which is your starter. But then you look at some of the guys he has behind him that's going to come up that were rookies. Marion Grice, yeah. he showed you some glimpses last year. And then for, for um, what, the three or four games that yeah. he actually got to play yeah. in? The Kern Williams, mm-hmm. he showed you glimpses. So you've got somebody in the back. So do you spend the money or do you look at that linebacker spot where you, you're not sold 100% on, on Darrell Washington if you bring him back mm-hmm. or not? Um, that's, I mean, that's going to be their big area. In I the, think in the Cardinals, because we got about a minute left before we end. I know show goes by fast, oh, man. Uh, but my my choice about with the Cardinals is you can find a linebacker anywhere. You can find a linebacker for cheap because they had the right system where you can throw anyone in, like Chip Kelly's offense. You can yeah. throw any guy in there. They have been man, right? And with that offense to open up Carson Palmer, you got to bring in a dominant back every game, every series. Who's proven himself? Uh, Andre Ellison, he has. He's a good, solid two-back in my eyes. He, you know you got to have a one-two punch in the NFL. Consistent, man. You bring in a DeMarco Murray, a Adrian Peterson, and you're, you're, your offense is set because they yeah. got the receivers out of talent. you got a good quarterback managing quarterback in Carson Palmer. 
and that will set your backfield off because you have two weapons now in the backfield. Yeah, Marion Grice, they can grow over time. Keep those guys on the roster. Oh, yeah, Let them play man. out their rookie contract. Curran Williams, you know, he's, you know, he's an animal. He, he's really hungry to play yep. in the NFL. But to you win move, now, you oh, yeah. got to go with that bigger name. You right can now. move Curran out to a slot if you need to. Give Brown right. a rest. I'm not sold on it right now. I'm not sold on <laughs> Williams or Grice right now. But uh, I, I think time, it, time will tell. Over, over time, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll work out. Um, I feel the Cardinals running back position is starting to come together because we haven't really had that dominant back that mm-hmm. we that uh, some of these other teams have had in like the Ray Rice or the Adrian Peterson. Yeah. But I think come in the future, in about three, three years maybe, I feel like our running back spot is going to be real, real good with these uh, rookies. You think so? Oh, I know so. We'll see. Wrap it up. We'll see. But, hey, it's it's Monday. We'll see you all tomorrow. We'll be live back in studio. Thanks, Wyatt, for coming out this Uh, morning and joining the show with us. Thanks for having me. And we'll be back tomorrow for Taco Tuesday. You listen to Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk Show. We'll be out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.